Welcome to Cinema South. Today is August 25th, 2019, and this is episode number 12 of the podcast. Um, so welcome back, everybody. Uh, so we're going to do a little housekeeping first. I guess I should tell you where I've been. Um, kind of going through sort of a podcast studio transition at the moment. Um, I did have a death in the family. Um, but other than that, I'm, I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, I've been doing a lot of working out, getting doing running and uh and staying pretty physically active, um, keep my head off, head and keep my head pretty clear, and, and get things off my mind. So, um, so I apologize for the, I guess you would call it a hiatus or a, or a vacation, if you will. But to anyone still listening, just make sure to hang in there because we're going to be up and running pretty soon. So, um, another thing I want to let you guys know is that if you guys follow my Instagram, sit underscore in underscore with underscore Sal. Um, I'm doing a giveaway pretty soon of um, some Vortex gear, so stay tuned for that. I'll be posting that pretty shortly, probably whenever I uh, actually post this podcast, so just stay tuned for that. Check that out. Um, so today on the podcast, we're going a little different direction, sticking away from firearms and uh, outdoorsy things. Um, so we're, we're having my buddy on. Um, I've known him for quite a while. Uh, his name is Jason. Um if you were to first meet J- Jason, he was a very genuine, nice, hardworking guy, um, very disciplined, uh, mentally and physically. Um, so, go ahead, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, how's it going? Um, I appreciate the kind words and everything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always been. I was yeah, always. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and your your life in general? Oh gosh, my life. Well, <laughs> so. I was just, I don't know, growing up, I was just a normal kid, always outside, always loved sports, uh, went through school, just not really knowing what I ultimately wanted to do. I did know that I wanted to do something with fitness, but I don't know, so I just kind of went through life, played football when I was younger, uh, soccer, of course, every kid played soccer, you right. know what I mean, and I don't know, did track a lot through discus was really good at that, I actually. remember we threw discus and shot put together. Definitely, discus and shot. It was wonderful, but... That was what we met. We were... You went to Penn Middle, right? Yeah, Penn Middle. So we met in middle school, and we yeah. threw and shot put together. That's funny. Middle school. <clears throat> that was... Dude, I did the 100 back in middle school. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 100, high jump, and definitely threw. I know freshman year, I tried to do pole vault. And <laughs> I ended up being too heavy if for you their pool. So. How much are you weighing right now? Right now, I'm probably sitting right at 190, 185, 190, somewhere in that okay. range. Okay, so me and, uh, me and Jason actually reconnected at the gym. Once I started going back to the gym, we started talking, figured it'd be a good idea to do a uh, episode kind of on physical and mental fitness and talk about what he does and, uh, and why he does it, so... Um, so you're, I guess you would call yourself a bodybuilder. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'd like to think that. I mean, a lot of people are going to judge that differently because I, I've done physique so far, but we're coming back. Give it till next year. So what are like the different categories? And in- Okay. So with bodybuilding, there's 
three different classes for men. There's physique, there's classic physique, and then there's bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is the massive guys on stage. Like, okay. You know what I mean? You have to be huge to compete in bodybuilding. Like Ronnie Coleman. And, exactly. Okay. Yeah, just, just the big guys. Yeah, just overall. Now, it was only bodybuilding. I forget exactly what the dates were. And then men's physique came in a good couple years ago. Since then, men's physique is really kind of, I don't know, the way that I put it is you want to try to achieve the perfect beach-looking body. Like, you want to have the perfect big chest, big shoulders, small waist, you know what I mean? You wear board shorts, which is why they get judged when you call them bodybuilders. Okay, so okay. they get the, the talk down that we don't do legs, but I don't know, whatever, your opinion's your do opinion. Do you do legs? Me? Yes, I am now, definitely. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do legs going through preps and whatnot. I mean, whatever. But I am now. I have different goals for next year. So, And that leads me into the next and final division that they just made, which is classic physique. And classic physique was really trying to bring back the old school era of bodybuilding because the difference between men's physique and men's bodybuilding was just massive, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of these physique guys were coming in just huge. So what they did was they made the classic physique, and that's supposed to bring back, like, you wear, you wear, what are they? Like, briefs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the shorts like that. You wear that so you do show your legs and whatnot. You're supposed to have real tight waist, be able to do the vacuum, just very, very good symmetrically and proportionally. That's supposed to be classic physique. That's okay. the newest division. It's wonderful. I mean, I definitely like to go into it. Plus, you get to do a whole posing routine. I know posing is very, very big with classic physique. I love posing. I think it's an art. It's just it's just beautiful to work with. So, hmm. I don't know. I never might... really thought of it as an art until you put it that way. So, it but, is. Because, like, everybody's body is going to be different. So, the way you pose is going to matter a whole lot to, to, exactly. the, to the judges. and to Exactly. Because no two people are going to pose the exact same way, like, me whenever I'd get lean or shredded or something I'm gonna pose completely different to you because there's different parts on my body that are very dominant just like there's would be different parts on your body that are very dominant so okay posing is very important because like I said you have to know what strengths you have just naturally with with your genetics and everything else like that so you can't really blame genetics because everybody is better genetically you just have to figure out how to get you know <laughs> better at it so how long have you been like officially bodybuilding uh this is gonna be i want to say my fourth year i think fourth or fifth year something like that i've been lifting since junior year of high school so what 2012 maybe 2011, 11, 11, 12. Yeah. So like what, seven years, something like that. Okay. Have yeah, you started ever... back, Mr. Martini. <laughs> I was in your weightlifting class yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, with Josh. That was great. Man. Um. How how often do you go to the gym and work out? Do you try and go every day, or do you take off days or rest days, or? So I definitely I try to go every day. I mean, everybody works. Everybody does their own thing. Um, I try to get there every day. I mean, I will take an off day if I'm just not feeling well. You know what I okay. mean? If, yeah, if it's just one of those days where I don't feel like going, I probably won't go, but I know I'll go the rest of the week. You know what I mean? Right. That'll be my off day. So it kind of goes on feel. 
I do, I try to do my cardio in the morning, especially days that I work in the morning that I know I won't be able to get to the gym. I like to do my cardio in the morning regardless, so. What do you do for cardio? I like to either treadmill, stairs if I have to. Bike is nice, but the seats are super uncomfortable, so it's like you only get a couple days out of those, and then right. it's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, no, I like, I like the treadmill. Definitely like the stairs. Well, don't like the stairs, but they're yeah, the most no, beneficial. I keep, seeing you know the, I, mean? I keep seeing them at the gym, and I'm like, I should probably do those pretty soon. Absolutely. <laughs> they're just, uh, yeah, but that's what I do. Definitely try to get in almost every day, but then the rest is nice whenever it's needed. What kind of uh, like actual lifts are you doing whenever you do get to the gym? So the way that I like to lift is I love... I love to focus on the muscle, you know, just if it's not moving the right way, it's not, it's not being activated the way that it should. So the way that I like to lift and what I do is I like to start out with compound lifts to really kind of just get all the, all of the surrounding muscles on what you want to do warmed up. I start with the compound lifts and I just go into isolations for the rest of it. You know what I mean? I always go by feeling rather than a number because if you hit a number, you didn't get to the next level you know Mm -hmm. if you go by feeling you know when the next level is coming so see that's kind of i guess i've been kind of doing that whenever i've been going um but i don't necessarily know that i've been doing it on purpose or if i've just been losing count but like i'd be i guess i'm just focusing on the lift where i'm not like remembering to count and then like i'm just like all right well i'll go to like almost failure and then like I stop take a rest get a little heavier of a weight and then I do the same thing um I don't know if that's correct or or what but I mean it seems to be working for me and I like every time I go back to do another lift like the next week or the next time I'm working out that muscle group um I'm noticing I am grabbing the heavier weights the first rep and I can do almost as many as I did with the lighter ones last week or whatever right that's good definitely you definitely um you know that whenever you said you were going to almost failure, you know, I have, I have a certain lift where you have to have a spotter because you go to absolute failure. Like you go until you literally drop it on yourself. So going to that point is going to be much more beneficial than like what we said earlier, just counting to 10 and calling it a day. Right. Because whenever you do build that much extra burn by going to failure, that's what's building the muscle to allow you the next week grab the bigger weights to just continuously move up. So that's definitely great. Yeah, always want to go by feeling. Always, well, that's in good, my opinion. That's a good tip. I mean, some people are going to say otherwise, but well, I mean, I remember like the first time I started going to the gym like three years ago, um, where I was going consistently. I had like almost like a schedule like we had in football, where it was like. 12, 10, 8, 12, 10, 8, like, you increase weight every time, 12, 10, 8, like, and, like, that's kind of what I was doing, and I wasn't seeing, I I would, like, plateau at a certain point, because I'd eventually start grabbing the same weight every time I'd I'd go to do it. Yeah, you just fall into that same routine of grabbing what you know you did last week, you know what I mean? You know what you can get for 12. Now, like I said, I just recently, I guess it's been about a month since I've been going, I've been going pretty much every day since I, since I got my membership, but um, what do you think is one of the things that discourages people from going to the gym? The, the it's, it's definitely the belief that they're not good enough, you know what I mean? And I know I still suffer from this from time to time. It's just you walk into the gym and yeah, you see someone that looks like amazing, and you look at them, and then you look at you, and you're like, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. 
So that it's it's the battle with yourself, mm-hmm. like I've talked about multiple times. But yeah, and you I just think... have to go in and do what you need to do because if you don't, you won't get to that point. You know right. what I mean? Because at the same time that you're looking at someone else, someone else is looking at you, and if you're not doing what, it doesn't matter what someone else is doing. You just got to continue to do it yourself because, like I said, someone's looking at you. You know, right. with, the, with the same thoughts and he's got to overcome I, yourself. And I think one of the things too is people will go, they'll go to the gym like for the first time in a while or, or whatever and they'll either they'll work too hard the first time they go or either they're just not used to working out and then like the soreness they feel the next day is a, I think is a big discouragement from making them go back or they say they'll tell, oh well I'm going to take today to kind of recover and then I'm going to go the next day and then the next day comes and they never go. Um, my big thing was I used to go to the gym with a, with a partner every day and then that stopped happening. And I don't know, I always felt weird and kind of like that, what you were just saying, I felt always felt weird going by myself and, and doing it until just recently I realized, screw that. I don't need anybody there with me. As long as I have the right mindset, I can, I can get through this myself. Mm-hmm. The only thing it's hard is like, I haven't, I haven't really done bench press yet because I don't have a spotter. I haven't done actual squats. Um, I did deadlift today for the first time. Um, so I'm trying to get used to doing that. I've been doing a lot of dumbbells cause they're pretty easy to control by yourself. But so, so this is honestly, this is kind of where I'm at is you don't want to fall into the patterns of like what you feel you have to do. Like me, for example, I haven't laid down on a bench press and I couldn't tell you how long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to lift specifically for like the certain muscles like me for example i do a lot of my stuff on the smith machine you'll some people talk crap on that you know what i mean it's whatever but again i go by complete feeling so a lot of especially for chest i do a lot of my stuff on the smith machine incline like everything else like that instead of the typical just oh lay down on bench press and start to do it you know right so don't feel obligated oh i don't have a spot i can't do this well just because you can't do the bench press go hit the incline Smith machine and get just as good of a workout. You know, that's the route that you should be thinking rather than, okay, I don't have a spotter. Don't do this. Walk away, do something else, figure out a way how to do it. You know? Okay. Well, that's kind of what I was doing because like, Oh, I couldn't do, can't do bench. Well, I can grab two dumbbells and do just a flat dumbbell press. And I'd I'd do that three sets, four sets, whatever. Mm Um, and then I would raise up to the incline, do that. And then I, would, I actually did decline bench yesterday, like the actual one instead of like the decline machine, like the hammer strength machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt pretty good actually physically like doing something like that. But, um, yeah, that, that's, I guess that was one of the reasons that I didn't go back, but it was once I started going and I, I made it a point to go consistently, I realized like. I could do this. Yeah. Like I don't need and really need anybody to help me mm-hmm. or tell me what to do. And if I have questions, the freaking internet's a wide variety of has a wide variety of knowledge. So absolutely. So I guess one more quick point that I want to say on that that is the biggest tip that I can give is if you are very worried about other people, close your eyes. I'm telling you right now, like my entire workout. Besides when I'm walking to my next destination, this is with my eyes closed. If you don't see other people, you're not worried about their reaction. You're not worried if they're staring at you. You're not judging them, and therefore they're not judging you. So 
If you close your eyes, that also allows you to focus on the muscle rather than the outside, like what you're looking at. So if you're not seeing anything and you basically just feel everything, you're going to be much more zeroed in on the muscle, which is going to give you better results in the gym. <laughs> so you don't have to look at other people to feel good because you're already feeling good, you know? So if you really do struggle with people looking at you or you looking at other people, you're scared of what someone else is saying, close your eyes. I do it on the treadmill. I do it on the Stairmaster. I do it on the bike. Like, oh, no, I'm clumsy. Wonderful. I don't think I could do it on the, the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you just put your fingertips there and just walk. It's nice, though. But, yeah, that helped me, honestly, more than anything. Because with your eyes closed and with you being able to feel the muscles, you start to think differently about what's going on you know what i mean you're less concerned with what other people are doing because you realize how much more of an effect you have on exactly what you're feeling so i strongly suggest closing your eyes i mean it's gonna feel weird at first and that's a good point me personally i don't do it with heavy lifts like squat and incline like bench press or things that i can't literally control all my isolation movements though and all my machine work oh yeah absolutely so that's point. definitely yeah. That. Yep, that's, that's a very that's, good point. That's what I love to do. What do you think for the everyday person? What do you think the uh, importance of physical fitness is? Oh my goodness, everything. Um, like I have a couple points written down here. Like obviously health, strength and stamina, like mental stability, um, like survival, like mm-hmm. like literally a survival. Like if you can't carry yourself, you can't carry right. somebody else. Like absolutely, and um, so they all kind of work together in my opinion. So yes, if you get up, if you get up and run a mile, okay, yes, you ran a mile, you physically did it. Like you're gonna get stronger. Like what you said, your cardiovascular health is gonna get better. But what people, what people don't understand that I believe is so true is you strengthen the mental aspect by getting up and actually doing it because it's not fitness isn't easy and it's not something that you can just fake you just have to consistently do it and the more you can just like mentally prepare for it and do your mile every day even though it's just a mile you kind of get the benefits of everything all in one you know what i mean right so fitness in my opinion is is you everybody should do it absolutely everybody should do it just something and it's not just fitness doesn't mean bodybuilding. Fitness doesn't mean get shredded. No, dude, fitness literally means walk outside for a half hour a day. Walk outside for 20 minutes a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, Do that was 100 my, quick squats. That was my number. My next question is like, what do you think the recommended fitness for the average person is? Uh, average person, I mean, it would be recommended in my opinion to, I should know this, but in my opinion, I think you should get to the gym at least three times a week. If you can't get to the gym, I think you should be doing some type of walking or cardiovascular health at least five days a week. I think you should be doing something, if not every day. I honestly think you should do something every day, not a lot. You don't have to do a lot, but I think if you're getting up and at least moving every single day, that's that's fitness that's health yeah like we were talking earlier and like that's not like it's not just physical it's it's mental as well yeah. but like we were talking earlier like i feel like i have 10 seconds when my alarm goes off in the morning and if i don't get up then like i'm not getting up for another 20 minutes like another 20 30 minutes i'm gonna hit that snooze button so i give myself that 10 seconds i get up 
I put on my shoes and I walk straight outside and go for a run. Like, and it clears your head too. Oh, like, man. Yeah, that's been, that's like, the important well, part. I've been having such bad days at work before all this and everything. And like, I think it was just my own, I don't know, I guess maybe insecurities and whatever just building up inside me. And then I go on a run, one mile run in the morning before work, get a shower, go to work. I feel absolutely great. People are, customers are bitching at me. Yeah, and it's like, just, it's like I'm good. just smiling and being happy. You're it's good. like got a smile on my face the whole, all day. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like whenever you wake up and you do your fitness, you you don't focus on the the bad parts. You know what I mean? You're not you're not thinking of anything else because you're running. You like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> me personally, I know people love running, and I don't want to like. I don't like running it. either. I can't stand running. I hate running. <laughs> so if you hate running and you're running, what are you gonna focus on? You're gonna focus on your running. So you just start, and that just clears your head. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's like a form of meditation almost. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. That's why I close my eyes whenever I do my fasted cardio. I'm pushing myself, but the eyes are closed. You know what I mean? It's a form of meditation, just like what you said. So, I definitely, I would definitely suggest some form of cardio or like anything. at a minimum some cardio. Cardio every day if you can, and like I said, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Like walk around your neighborhood for 20 minutes take your dog for a walk for 20 minutes just up and down the street whatever it is do your lunges just through your living room for like 20 minutes or something yeah whenever like you go to the fridge do some lunges exactly and it's, it's nothing that you have to be embarrassed of it's not like oh i have to do my lunges in, in my my kitchen because i don't want someone to it's like it, you don't have to worry about it. as long as you do it it's gonna benefit you and that's the biggest part you want to benefit yourself what what are your fitness goals? Oh boy, my fitness goals. You mean long term or like um, six months or let's, year? Let's say long term. Long term, I mean, I definitely do always want to have fitness incorporated into my life. Like I always plan to be in this field. I always plan to have the gym every um pretty much every single day of my life. Um. Of course, and I feel anybody that really competes with a certain mindset wants to go pro. I feel, I, I definitely would like to go pro. Um, we're, we'll see what happens this next year if I can grow the right way. But long term, I don't know. I just I I, I just want to always be into it. I want to always help people that are in it, and I want to always just I just want to continue to expand the fitness industry and the fitness world, regardless. Just somehow, you know. So. Definitely always want to be included. I want to continue competing for at least a little bit longer. Um, maybe try to go pro and then just, I don't know, stick around and see what happens. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Now, I guess that leads me into the, the next section, which um, mental and spiritual fitness. And I guess we can kind of incorporated it and talking about just the physical fitness aspect of as far as clearing your head and being a form of meditation. Um but what keeps you motivated and, and disciplined throughout all this? So definitely the goals that you're setting. And I've realized this because I've done a couple shows. And I mean, I've done well and I've done bad at shows. I mean, it just happens. That's, that's life. You know, it's up and ups and downs. But what I've realized is definitely the goals that you set. Like if you have a mentality and you have what you want to accomplish, you have to be able to think of it no matter what like and there's always going to be distractions there's always going to be things that try to mess you up but you just you just have to believe in what you're doing and you have to believe you deserve it you're going to get exactly what you deserve 
and you also determine exactly what you deserve. So if you if you have a goal and you feel that you deserve to have that goal, you'll feel motivated by your own actions on a daily basis. If you know you're messing up, that goal is going to be less achievable, which is going to cause you to slack even more, which is going to make you lose track of everything. So staying on top of your your habits daily, staying on top of what you want to do and where you want to end up is how you stay motivated. You motivate yourself by doing the same things. You know what I mean? Well, like that book I gave you um, that I read, it's called Make Your Bed. Um, And like the first chapter of the book literally talks about how like making your bed in the military wasn't something that you were like praised for or anything like that. It was something that you were supposed to do. It was the first task you did when you woke up in the morning. And so if, if just us civilians or regular people can just do one task to, uh, to, if they can accomplish one task throughout the day, start off their day with a task accomplished, it's going to kind of fall downhill and they're going to continue to accomplish more tasks and, and get their goals. And, um, so if you could just make your bed every day, and then if you, even if you don't accomplish any of your other tasks that you that you set for the, for the day, you can come home to a made bed, something that you did exactly. yourself. So that's kind of along the same lines of what that book's about, and I highly recommend it. It's called Make Your Bed. Who's it by? Oh, um, Admiral see. William McRaven. McRaven. Yeah, check back. That so out. definitely along those same lines, and just like what uh, Sal was saying is. Just because it says make your bed doesn't mean it has to be make your bed, you know. Exactly, and it could be it could be brush anything. your teeth. It could be yes. go on go on the run in your more in the that's morning. That's we were talking about literally earlier. Was mine is wake up and the first thing that I do is you automatically brush your teeth. And now what I mean by the first thing that you do is like it's not you wake up, you check your phone, you check Instagram, you do this, you do that. Then you br- no, it's like you wake up, you get out of bed, and you immediately go and do that. <clears throat> Getting up. And doing something right away, I've personally noticed so far, it just gets, like what you said, it gets your day started off well to where you're going to do the next task and you're going to do, you know what I mean? But back to what I was saying at the beginning is it can be anything that you want it to be. If you want to get up and meditate on the floor, whatever you want to do for 10, 20 minutes, it can be that. If you want to get up, what I used to do was I would just get up and have a big glass of water. It was just something that I did where I could control the very, very first thing that I did on a daily basis. Exactly. Now, is it easy to fall out of? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But you just have to be able to get back on track after you fall and messed up. And that's up where, the, where the discipline comes in. Right. And, and I think discipline, um, everybody should have some self-discipline. Um, it really does help with most things in life to be disciplined and to stay on track and if you fall on fall off the path you can get back on the path easily um another thing that i've been doing that's been really helpful in just getting your mind straight is you actually message it to me or like i texted you about it a while ago and you messaged it to me but i actually was doing it before you sent it i have it in my notebook um i was listening to a podcast that you sent me too but i can't remember who it was but he talked about make a list of five things yep and then don't put anything on the list like like I'm gonna be a millionaire or I'm gonna buy five a night. daily tasks. Yeah, five daily yep. tasks, and I it can't it every, be and yeah. it can't be stuff that you're supposed to do. Like mm-hmm. it can't be like make your bed because Things that's something to get you better. Exactly. Mine was go on a run, go to the gym, mow the lawn, 
do do all the laundry mm-hmm. and it's like you check it off as you go and if you like say if i didn't finish all the laundry i don't get myself a check mark for that day yeah so exactly. it's like i didn't finish that goal but you know what i'm i don't want to interrupt you real quick but i'm going to but what i literally i was doing today and what i'm starting to do daily now is i realize personally that i work much better with um checklists and different things like that like checklists wherever it is if I write it down, I'm going to do it. And that's what I'm starting to see. So yeah, in the morning, again, brush my teeth. I go and I write my things on my whiteboard, my five things that I want to do today. But what I also started doing was the five things that I did yesterday that I necessarily didn't write down that have benefited me for today. I like to write both of those just every morning just to keep me on track. But what I did today was I was at work and I knew I had a bunch of things that I had to do and I was starting to get a little, you know, just Mm -hmm. freaked out because I was like, holy cow, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all of this. So what I did though was I literally just, I set my phone down, put my music on, set my phone down and I just made a checklist of everything I knew that I had to do and boom, like kabam, I was just knocking all of these things out. So to me, if you see what you have to do, exactly, it's bam, it's in there. It's, and then it's, once you do it, it's, you it's get like the, yeah, you, that you, check mark. It's, it's like oh yeah, let's get another check mark. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, it's it's so silly sounding, but it's so powerful because the more that you check off, you're just like, man, like what else can I do? You know what I mean? Like how, what else can I just do right now and add on? And to it this? could literally be the simplest stuff too. Exactly. It could be I need to run to the store and get milk and eggs. Yeah. Mine was I had to print off a piece of paper at work, you know what I mean? Right. And it was to make something else. It was a very simple task that I knew I had to do, but you have to give yourself credit. Mm-hmm. If you don't give yourself the credit, you don't feel so good. Exactly. And the check mark is the credit. The mar- yeah, it sounds so, <laughs> it's so silly. Much more. It sounds so silly, but it's it's for real. Like if just oh, like if you don't make a list of 20 things, like at least 5 things. Exactly. And then if you do those 5 things, you're going to you're going to want to do more because mm-hmm. like the one day I woke up at 4 a.m., 4.30, went for a run, came home. I was like, maybe I'll go for another nap. It's like, no, I got all this other stuff to do. So I got, I did my whole checklist by like noon. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, well, now what else? Done. Yeah, and I'm, you can't, you could either relax or it's like you can go do more stuff. Exactly. Like, and I noticed me personally, I don't know, I literally forget what I just said, but um, I actually, I was struggling with five different things a day. I don't really know why, but it was just like I would forget m- most likely. Um, like they were written down, so I did have them. And now that I started doing the checklist at work, it's making it easier. But I was struggling with five, so I actually reduced mine to just three a day. And hey, yeah. either way, like three a day is still more than what it was before. So whatever is going to work, you know? So I definitely, definitely agree with the check mark idea. So what what other uh, things do you do to uh, like kind of expand on your mental fitness like podcasts, books, uh, like role models, like definitely definitely read. What I'm really understanding by reading is you can't you can't under. <sighs> I guess you can't think differently without obtaining new information. And if you read, you always obtain new information. So that just expands your thought process anyway to allow you to think in different ways, you know? So I love reading now. I used to hate reading. I was terrible at reading. I just didn't like it. You know, I couldn't stay focused. I definitely like reading now, you know what I mean? Because I'm using it for a different reason. Mm. But definitely reading, 
What kind of books sure. are you reading? So, I've written, if that's written, read, I've read Dr. Joe, um, oh, what's the title? Can't remember the title of the one book that he had, but I've read his book, um, started reading the book by Dean Graziosi, The Millionaire, uh, The Successful Millionaire, no, Millionaire Success Habits, that's it. Started reading that one. Um, I'm gonna start reading this one that you just gave me. But just like, I don't know. I like I like looking at the science behind how the mind works. That's why I'm into Doctor Joe right now. Like he's very good at what he does and explaining everything. You would probably like this one too. What is this? Um, one? It's called The Book of Five Rings. It's by Miyamoto Musashi. I think it was written in like the 16. It was written in 1643. Um, he was a samurai, and he he was like. He was a samurai, he was a painter, he was a poet, he was an really? author, like, he was a teacher, he would do everything, and he talks about, like, just expanding your knowledge and everything, like, like not thinking so highly of yourself, but thinking, like, deeply of the entire world exactly, around you. Exactly, yeah, that's um, awesome. It's, an, it's, it's a little difficult to read, because it was translated from, like, ancient Japanese yeah, to English. Yeah, <laughs> like... That's a but long time it's, ago. That's, it's, it's a hard book to read, but that's the one I'm on right now. I just read that Make Your Bed book. Um, I'd recommend both of those. Um, do you do any audiobooks or anything? I tried to get into audiobooks, and I just couldn't. Like, I tried listening to Manny Koshbins, but I don't know. I just... I. Does it seem like the knowledge just kind of, like, doesn't yeah, sink in? Yeah, you don't in. pay attention, you know? It's like... I don't and know. That's you, kind of how I felt with, like, podcasts recently. It's like I've been listening to a lot, lot of them, like every day. They start to blend together. They start to blend together, yep. and it's just like background noise. And that's why um, I, I actually haven't for a little while, but I started listening to Andy Frisella's, the uh, his podcast, which one million percent recommend if anybody's going to listen to this. His and Ed Milet's, they've been the main push on how I, the reasons why I think so differently, and that I've, I want to achieve certain things in life, but definitely recommend their podcasts. Um, I completely lost. Where what's we were. what's uh? What about role models? Do you have any other role like... models? Definitely both of them. I mean, they have achieved such great things. They're helping so many people. They have the Arte Syndicate, like just everything that they're doing. They're they're wonderful role models for me for sure. Definitely with how I'm going in the whole aspect, you know. So um, so whenever I have what I have written down here is like. What do you, how do you deal when, with when times are hard, when life throws you curveballs and, and everything like that? How do you stay mentally strong and mentally fit through that? You Okay, the way that works for me is you really have to understand that it's going to get better. You know what I mean? No matter what you're going through, it's going to get better. You're not put on this earth to be miserable and upset, you know? Whatever you're going through is gonna have a better outcome. You just have to, you just have to get through it. You know what I mean? And you can either get through it by letting it control how you feel, or you can get through it by controlling how you feel and going through it anyway. Those are the only two options. You either are upset and miserable going through something, or you see the opportunity that you're gonna grow with this challenge and you look at it like that so i guess that's really what pushes me and keeps me on track whenever things are hard is i really try to look for opportunity in literally everything 
Because there's always opportunity if you look for it in the right aspect. You can't lose if you learn. Exactly, that's it. Like if, if even if traffic with me, my biggest thing was I used to be I used to be a pretty angry driver. You know what I mean? And what I mean by opportunities in the smallest thing are every time someone would cut me off, it was a test if I was going to get angry or not, in my opinion. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by how small these opportunities and these chances are that you can really fix certain things in your life, you know? So would you say, like, the best, besides besides physical fitness, um, do you think, what do you think some of the best ways for average people to stay mentally fit are, besi- I mean, like, besides working out, and I mean, we've already talked about podcasts and books and, and things like that, but... Um, what do you think the best way for a person to stay mentally fit is? The best way for a person to stay mentally fit, in my opinion, <laughs> there's a couple different things. With me, honestly, cold showers, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were talking about that before, too. I I get my cold showers every day, you know? And that, to me, is is huge mentally because if you can survive a cold shower in the morning or whenever you get a shower you're challenging yourself mentally because you know it's going to be a long cold five minutes that right there is it's 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 very mentally tough which is going to be very mentally rewarding so little little tricks little daily daily things daily habits daily whatever that you do to make it harder on yourself to keep yourself mentally sharp is what i think keeps you on track no matter what you're going to end up going through anyway so I you, you have a very you have a very positive outlook on life in general very. though. Um Tries. and like I, ever since I could remember you've always been a fairly positive person but like these fat, past few months or few years you've been like yeah. super motivational and super positive and like it's because I'm trying to look at things differently. Again, like reading Dr. Joe's books, listening to his podcast, listening to just a lot of different things to where I've learned certain certain aspects and certain certain things related to that. I don't know. I just it makes you view life differently. Whenever you understand that you literally just function through emotion, that's really what I've learned through like all the books and the podcasts and everything is that you function through emotion a lot of the times. So if you're emotionally just upset no matter what's going on in your life, then you're going to live a miserable life. So instead of being upset emotionally, I started to understand which parts of my life were causing the negative emotion. And all I did was basically just get rid of those, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily get rid of, but figured out why they were causing that emotion. So now that those are dying down, it's not that I'm a happier person. I've always been a happy person. I just don't have that much negative energy, in my opinion, that is going to bring me down throughout the rest of my day. So I guess I've become happier because I've just wanted to, you know, so I don't know. That's do you think, do, I mean, obviously, like, having the goals in bodybuilding and the competition and everything probably helped a lot with that? Yes, definitely. And what that has done has just, it's, like, what, you, we've, what we talked about is your passion is guns and different things, you know what I mean, right. related to that. Mine's just bodybuilding, man. I don't know, it's just, it's, it's kept me on track, even though it's been difficult through bodybuilding like things haven't gone my way but it's always been that passion so i don't know it's 
Just always been there. You've always been into fitness. Always. So, so and then by doing that, it's been clearing up your me- your your mental fitness yeah. as well, like we were talking about earlier. Exactly, and it's just all blending together, and just through, like I said, you find opportunities through what you're doing and what you want. You know what I mean? I've met some pretty amazing people through bodybuilding, and it's it's, I I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, no right. matter what's happened. Do I know where it's gonna go? Absolutely not. But wouldn't trade it for anything. Like I love this sport. Well, I guess we can talk a little bit more about the sport. Um, like, do you have any? Comp- First of all, I've uh, how many have you uh, actually done like competitions? Five, maybe. Five. I think about five. You ever? What are your, what were your ranks and everything? Uh, I've had a couple wins, couple losses, just like up and down. Honestly, you get trophies and stuff. Huh? Yeah, you get trophies. That's pretty it's cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> some of them. If at the last show, if you would, if you won, you got a sword. So you got a sword. Yeah, you can win all kinds of stuff. It's, pr- <laughs> it's pretty interesting. But yeah, I don't um, know. It's 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 exciting. And I guess we kind of already talked about like what you're judged on, and but that that depends on on the different classes and mm-hmm. divisions, right? Um. Do you have a competition coming up or anything like that? Me, no. I just, like I said, I want to take a different route next year. I want to go into a couple of different things, maybe. So there really isn't a time limit on when I'm going to do something else. It's more just when am I going to get ready to be in the position to do another show? You know. So what do you think you uh, you want to do coming up? Um, like, I, I mean, yeah, I'd love to switch to classic. Like, like I said earlier, I think, but it's like, as far as like, if you said you're taking a different path, a different uh, path is in classic. I'm just oh, going to focus okay, okay, on okay. getting bigger. I'm not going to do physique anymore. I'm going to get the bigger legs. I'm going to really try to build out my back and hit a couple different things that I know are going to accent. You know what I mean? So that's the different route that I'm going to go. So okay. it's really just going to be how much bigger can I end up getting before I go into a cut. So it's not... Okay. I could be ready in three, four months, but I could also be ready in eight, nine months. You know what right, I mean? It's right. just going to be when I'm ready, I'm going to go after it. What's uh, what's up with the tan thing? So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the lights on the stage are so unbelievably bright, and there's so many of them. I mean, it's hard to see the stands, and it's hard to see anybody standing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can, but those lights are right on a stage. So with that bright of lights, if you're not super, super dark, you're just going to get washed away. Okay. So you have to get super dark from these spray tans. So you do spray tans. Huh? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Is there anybody who does just, like, tan tan? No. No. no, no. Just... You, I mean, I don't want to say no, but, like top five top everybody pretty much besides a select maybe one or two are gonna be super super dark you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) now how long does that tan stay on you oh i mean depends on how well and how much you shower i mean it could be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks i know i know like on the nails and whatnot you're supposed to use nail polish but if you don't use nail polish and you don't wipe it off or if you don't wipe it off yeah it'll stay in your nails for pull Till your nails grow out, you know oh, what I geez. mean. It's it's pretty it's pretty rough, but I don't know if you shower the right way. It's a nice little nice coat of tan. Could uh, could I be a bodybuilder? Absolutely, so anyone can be a bodybuilder. It's really, not, you it's, think that? It's not the title. It's just can you can you eat chicken? <laughs> can you eat rice? Yeah. Can you can can you do cardio? Can you go to the gym? All right, you're a bodybuilder. I mean, like it it's not. All bodybuilding is, 
is doing the same thing every single day. Like, you go to work every single day. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong, bodybuilding is definitely the most, in my opinion, mentally exhausting sport there is because you're literally killing your body for how long? But the basics of bodybuilding is simple. You eat clean, you do your cardio, and you go to the gym. You lift hard. That's it. People overcomplicate it by saying, oh, you need this amount and this amount and this amount. No, you literally just have to eat clean, do the stuff. Just because you get on stage, okay, then you can say you're a bodybuilder. But, like, a bodybuilder is just the lifestyle of eating clean and doing your cardio, in my opinion, you know. So, yeah, Sal, you definitely can be a bodybuilder. You just have to do it. <laughs> all right, all right. You think I could actually be in a competition or something? Or it's not my opinion. You just got to think if you can. Fair enough. I mean, that's it. You could be in a. Co- you could do a show next week. You know what I mean? Do anybody can say they're a bodybuilder if they do a show? Like literally, you could sign up and do a show next week and be like, "Yeah, I'm a bodybuilder." <laughs> but are you? You know what I mean? Right. If so, I don't, if you don't put in the work, you're not. You're exactly, not actually doing anything. Exactly. I mean, I'm not putting anyone down for. Well, I. We were talking earlier about um a couple things actually but we were talking about earlier about putting me on like a what eight week program yeah, or, or something yeah, like definitely. that and just getting me shredded or, or whatever absolutely and that's kind of something that i want to say to anybody listening is yeah um what what would the feedback be on if i would just put sal on a quick like eight week little little diet get him a little bit bigger get him a little bit stronger and then just kind of keep up with it weekly on here just how we're both doing and i offered to uh maybe go into a quick little cut as well just to kind of lean out a bit and see just kind of what we both can do mentally because it's going to be a route that i don't believe you've been on (laughs) just (laughs) doing a show prep or anything or just any type of diet so yeah i don't know just kind of what what is the opinion on how or if we should do that or how we should do it. I think it would be pretty cool. I think we could document it a couple ways. We could document it on here. We could document it on Instagram or whatever. Definitely on we could, Instagram, We could do yeah. an Instagram thing because it would be nice to have actual like photos with mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Um, and it I mean, probably your Instagram more than mine because, I mean, mine's guns but not those kind of guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Just give it time. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> Uh, I've been doing a lot on Snapchat yeah. too, just posting pictures and videos of me running and my lifts and yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I think that'd be real cool, just to, like write up a diet for you and then get you on it and just kind of like put our progress through here because we could literally just weekly updates like how how we feeling, like we talked about earlier, how we feeling, like what can we do differently, like this is literally what you're going through, so people can understand, like hey, it's not that hard. But at the same time, it is that hard, you know what I mean? Right. I think it would be wonderful if you would do that. And then, like I said, I'll do a cut with you anyway, and we can just work and it out. And then even after that, I think we should still have, like I was talking about earlier, um, like an actual segment, even if I'm doing shows about guns or something like that, just have a little segment with you, mm-hmm. um, two minutes, five minutes, whatever, just yeah, talking just about like a, a physical or mental preparedness of the week or, or something like that to, like, or motivational something yeah, just new habits different things because yeah. like i have on my on my phone like i get daily um daily habits or no daily quotes and it's just literally like super motivational stuff like the one that i got yesterday was actually really good and i just have to find it here in a second but no it's just i don't know it keeps me on track and okay yeah so here's the one from yesterday it says to achieve the impossible it is precisely the unthinkable that must be thought 
and I see that stuff every morning. I have an alarm on my phone at nine o'clock that goes off. So I don't know. It's just we could definitely go that route and just kind of do a small podcast every like I said, every week, five, we could ten even, minutes, whatever. We just, could literally even start a whole nother podcast too. Yeah, just like I could have oh, yeah. mine, and we can just have this could be your your thing, your host talking to me, doing, doing oh, everything. We cool. could figure that out too. Absolutely, yeah. I'd like to start my own yeah, podcast like as well. I said, we we get, we got some ideas we're we're working on, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, like to all the listeners, I'm definitely sorry I haven't recorded in a while. It's just been super <laughs> hectic. Um, literally haven't had, had time to sit down on the computer. I've been going to the gym every single day, so which is good. Which is what everyone's gonna see because whenever you do go through this change, I mean, if you put on five pounds, if you put on ten pounds, whatever it is, that's any my main change goal. Is I want awesome. to gain muscle and I need to gain weight. And see, at the same time, even if it doesn't work out, everyone's going to know why it didn't work out, and that's going to be motivation just to bust it in the gym even harder, to just to prove that, you know what, like, even if you don't do it the way you want to the first time, doesn't mean you got to stop, so, yeah. I'm down for it. We'll have to, we'll have to talk more on that, figure out oh, a schedule yeah. and, and shit. Definitely, yeah, we um, can just write up a diet whatever. What, uh, what, what do you listen to when you work out? <laughs> so, okay. Um, I don't know. It, it depends on just how I'm feeling for the day. You know, I mean, most of the time, not even going to lie, it's reggae. I've been on a reggae kick recently and I love it. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> so I'm just in the gym vibe in a way, you know, I definitely like, remember, uh, definitely like my reggae. Uh, honestly, I listen to podcasts whenever I lift a lot. Really? Too. You listen to some of Andy Frisella's podcast and you'll definitely feel fired up. You know what really? I mean? You'll be like, you know what? I'm not doing enough. I should do more. Right, right. So I like my podcast, but I don't know. If I'm trying to lift some heavy weight, you know, I will go some heavy metal. It's literally anything that I'm feeling at the time. Well, I noticed I really wasn't getting good lift because, like, my music of choice is, like, 90s rock, punk rock, yeah. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um but recently, like, I noticed that stuff really isn't helping me on my runs or, or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I can only listen to so much freaking talking heads and smashing pumpkins and stuff before you go crazy. <laughs> so I've been on, a, like, a huge gangster rap kick. Oh, yeah? Like, early <laughs> never, 90s? Never, never, uh, never really been a rap listener or anything like that. But, like, something about it, like, to me, like, the words Is are it talk- like the early rap? Yeah, yeah, like what, yeah, like nineties. Like, yeah, it's all, dude. Yeah. It's all kinds yeah. of shit, dude. You have, you have no. I'll show you after the show. I'm a little embarrassed to say it on the on the podcast, <laughs> no, 90s, but 90s no, it's it's not just ninety. It's like some new new stuff too. But like, I feel like if it's it's stuff that doesn't like apply to me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's almost like meditation just in a crazy, way because yeah. it's like because it's like meaningless. It's the beat. It's the, not. I'm not really focusing on the lyrics a whole lot. Right. Yeah. It's just like the rhythm and, and everything like that. It's just kind of like on the treadmill. I could literally run for five miles listening to freaking like Biggie or something. Oh like yeah, that. absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to like freaking DMX, uh, Rick Ross, freaking Rick all Ross. all kinds of G Unit, freaking. Oh yeah. All kinds of shit, man. Um, Dude, Fifty Cent back in the day was was me I, that was like one of the first cds i ever got was 50 cent. <laughs> really? it was actually oh my gosh i love 50 cent and eminem dude oh, eminem yeah. is eminem, eminem the best. Me- i don't care if anyone's on this podcast or listening eminem is the best come at me oh man that's the other thing i can only listen to lose yourself so much on the treadmill <laughs> too. it's like all right gotta switch up see that's why i like i don't know that's why i like the reggae because it's always just like it's super well relaxing. do you have a spotify account no nah, apple uh, music okay um spotify you can 
like look up other people's playlists. Like oh, I can go, okay. I can look on Marco's Spotify account and listen to all his music, like his playlists that he made. So I've been jumping around to people, oh, yeah, trying to listen their, to new things, <laughs> listen to new things. And like I was listening to Marco's playlist, and he had like a '90s rock playlist. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And mm-hmm. then like couple sad songs came on i was like all right get this shit yeah, out of here and i was like what's what's this get hyped one and it was like all like no no it was uh gangster's paradise playlist and i was like i, I totally lis- see marco doing oh yeah dude i was listening to the whole playlist it was so freaking great i listened to it like four times i was like all right i can work and i've been killing it at work Good. too like freaking just crushing my days and like not even worrying about it and everything and like oh yeah like my honestly i mean i don't want to interrupt but like switching it up real quick is i don't know my t- my taste of music changes very very quickly i guess you can say like i'll go through little phases i mean not even gonna lie like i've been jamming to some country recently oh, really like, you know i haven't been i haven't been daring <laughs> enough to try that <laughs> you know it's been all right it's definitely been all right very relaxing especially at work whenever i'm doing some paperwork or something just throw it on it's pretty good but yeah, I definitely go through phases depending on what I'm just in the mood to listen to. I mean, sometimes it's rap, Logic, definitely love Logic, can't go wrong with him, always in the mood to listen to some Logic. Um, Eminem, can't go wrong with that. Like I said, I'll listen, I'll listen to metal. Like, I have some friends that are in a metal band, like, I'll listen to literally anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm me trying and to really... put on some Celine Dion earlier <laughs> today. <laughs> It just came on. I was like, "All right, this is yes, what's happening. This is good. This is good." <laughs> no, no. I'm, I think like the whole positive av- attitude thing is actually like helping me. Like, oh, I could see why people like this. I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I see the benefit of listening to something like this as opposed to listen, staying in the same old music mm-hmm. every every time you get in the car or whatever. Exactly. And see. I don't know and like you can get yeah. some positivity from some not so positive songs too, exactly, like, yeah. especially in the gangster rap category. Yeah, but. literally. So what I've definitely realized that, and this directly relates to why I switch up songs so much, and this actually also relates to how everyone's kind of different in a way, is I've noticed I am I have a very I don't I don't even know what the word is um very very strong relationship to music you know what i mean like i attach a lot of emotion to a lot of the music i listen to so the reason that i guess my music choice changes a lot is because i i'm at different parts of my life you know so i'll go through reggae because i don't know just i liked it at the time and then as different events happen i don't know i just feel like i switch music based on what's happening so that's also why, like, I cut off a lot of certain musics that I used to listen to, like, from when I was a kid, for just different things that I've realized that I've had negative emotions to, I stopped listening to. Right. So I've used music to keep me, that's another motivational thing that we said, like, what keeps me driven? Honestly, it's the new music type, because if I can directly relate certain goals to whatever I'm listening to, as I listen to the song, those thoughts are triggered which helps me extremely. So I use music not only to help me daily and to help me in my lifts, but I use it to help me with my goals and where I'm going in life. So I think music's just amazing all around, you know? That's good advice, too. It is. That's that's just me. But like I said, everyone is different, so it might not work for people. Me, like I said, I'm very, very strong relationship with music. And I, I mean, I've never played music in my life. I've just always attached emotion to music so i use it to my advantage now you know 
just little tricks like that right, that I've right. learned along that I've, that I'm learning actually. Well, that's kind of what I like we were talking earlier about like how uh, like with audiobooks it kind of just like all blend together and podcasts all kind of blend together Absolutely. and everything. I think that's kind of what's helping helping me with uh with work because I'm listening to music instead of podcasts now and it's it's like the songs are constantly changing. It's different artists, it's different yes, it's voices. Something it's something new. It's exactly, it's something new and it's something that I'm enjoying like consistently whether either i'm really absorbing it or if i'm not absorbing it um like it just helps me get through the day better absolutely music's wonderful i mean and it's it's music definitely in my opinion directly relates to your mood as well i mean you can say oh i'm happy listening to metal or you can say i'm happy listening to reggae but i feel no matter what position you're really in like if you're listening to metal you're going to be more just uppy you know what i mean just more um like blood pumping, just more energetic regardless. Aggressive. Exactly. Yes, great word. You're going to be more aggressive in every situation than someone who's listening to reggae, who's very, right. con- you know what I mean? So music directly relates your mood. So I feel if you're like a mean person and all you do is listen to certain music, then you know what I mean? Switch your music and it might work, you know what I mean? Right, Calm yourself right. down or something related to and that. And I think so the other thing strong. too with the, with the gangster rap <laughs> <laughs> is... It is so, like, exhausting listening to it all the time that, like, once I'm finally done with my workout and everything, I take it off and take off my headphones, take off my headphones after, after work, and it's like I can kind of relax for a little yeah, bit, like, calm enjoy, enjoy the calm and everything <laughs> like that, but... These gangster raps, they're, they're definitely... Oh, man, they're, they're pretty they're, aggressive. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're so, like, they're not... You can understand them in the rap, like, it's not fast-paced music, but then it's just like, wow, that's aggressive music. Yeah, yeah it's like, man, they're talking about some dark stuff. <laughs> Definitely. <clears throat> um, I guess some of the, one of the last questions I have for you is, if you could give any advice to help the audience better themselves, um, mentally or physically, what do you think that would be? Like my my advice to that I've been giving on on like people on Snapchat and everything is, do at least one thing today that mm-hmm. makes your tomorrow better. Yeah. Or makes you better for tomorrow. Do you know? And this actually, um, is that this is actually a quote. It was from Vaughn DJ DJ God. You'll if you listen to that <laughs> podcast, you'll understand. But no, he said, um, oh, and it relates to what you were just saying. Do one thing today that makes your tomorrow better. Oh yeah, it was it was um your decision right Oh no, it wasn't it wasn't Vaughn. It was it was someone else. But anyway, your decision now, how are you gonna feel tomorrow? You know what I mean? With whatever you do right now, like if I don't even Oh, that was your your outcome versus action thing you told me, right? Yeah. Think of the outcome before the action. Exactly. So it's like if if you're going to spend $100 on, like, some food or something like that, I don't know, something, anything that you want it to be, if you, before you do it, if you sit there and say, okay, how am I going to feel about this tomorrow, guarantee you, like, switch making, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, if you can understand and use that in your everyday life, I think that is going to be a huge key for anybody listening. And it doesn't always have to be something that you don't do. It's, it could be something, like, if I lift this weight, Am I going to mm-hmm. feel better about it? I'm not going to feel good about it now, but am I going to exactly, feel better about yeah. it tomorrow? Exactly. And it's like, yeah, so you lift the weight. Exactly, and then it's also like that with the negative things. Like, oh, if I skip this run, 
how am I going to feel about it tomorrow? And it was, oh man, I, I'm picturing the guy in my head right now, but I can't remember his name. If you think it of was... it, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, the, absolutely. After the episode, I'll be able to so. see it in a second. But yeah, I don't know. That quote has helped me a lot. Um, there's, there's all kinds of quotes that really helped me that I can't, I mean, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but that one definitely helped me. And just really writing down a lot. Right, If you write down, writing down things to me, you really kind of just make them vulnerable, especially anything you're dealing with and anything you have to work on. I don't know, me with the checklist again. If you write that stuff down and writing your goals down, you you visually see them. You make them vulnerable in a good way or, or a bad way, whatever you want to kind of view it as. But if you write them down, that is super powerful because if you consistently think of your goals every single day, I mean, they're, you know what I mean? That's how to keep yourself on track. So I guess the, the, the last things that I'd say to help people is think of how you'll feel tomorrow in certain situations and I don't know, write your stuff down, write your goals down, write your, your expectations, just write a lot doesn't even have to be on track it doesn't have to be organized if you just write stuff down it's gonna be beneficial you know for sure for sure i mean i've been doing that i've been carrying around notebook with me yeah. everywhere and writing stuff down and like like we were talking about earlier like physically writing it down actually helps so much more than typing it up in your phone or, or or on the computer or whatever like actually physically taking your pen pen to paper and writing it down definitely helps you remember it and or it'll help you remember that you wrote something down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go look at it. Right. Um, so, like, I carry around a notebook with me. I don't say, think you have to do that, but um, I'm sure anybody could find a pen and paper anywhere. Yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> but um, definitely writing stuff down has helped me a lot, too. Um, like, do you want to shout out your Instagram, see if anyone wants oh, to give yeah. you a follow? Oh, man, what is my Instagram? I, have to actually I think it's McAllister927, but I don't know if there's an underscore or not. Um, no, there's not, so it's just so McAllister927. McAllister All right, I will put that in the show notes. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so how about, how about, how are you, like, we haven't Oh, yeah, do you have any like questions for me? Yeah. Um... Definitely. So since I really don't know, like, I mean, I guess I've always known kind of that you were into guns and whatnot, but like, what was the reason that you got into guns? You know, there's always that one thing that kind of starts it off. What was the one thing that you think? Well, whenever I was a little kid, um, obviously my family's, they're, they're hunters and we used to go up to the camp and hunt and shoot and, and do all that. I remember being like six years old shooting a twenty two with my dad. Um, but before I was actually shooting, my dad always made it a point to teach me about guns to make it more safe for me. Cause okay. as opposed to him coming in and taking his gun off his ankle or off his hip or whatever and, and just setting it on the counter and me or setting it on top of the fridge and like just saying don't touch that like yeah. like that puts more like uh like mystique into it and makes me makes me like we were talking earlier somebody tells you not to look you want to look exactly, so if somebody tells yeah. you don't touch something and You're doesn't really touch. tell you about it but he would talk to me and like teach me the rules of gun safety and and teach me that it is a dangerous thing that like if 
if like and I always had like access to see them too. Like whenever I was a little kid, if it, if I'd be like, "Hey, Dad, can I see your gun?" He would take it, check it un- unloaded. He'd hand it to me. I'd check, make sure it's unloaded, mm-hmm. and I would just see it. So like he would get rid of that that odd fascination with it. Which I mean, I I guess I could st- still say I have an odd fascination with it, but I'm kind of like I've always been a collector of things and like. I don't know. Once you get no. once once I got one gun, I started getting multiple guns. How but, old were you whenever all of this started? Oh, I was probably like five years old. I was gonna what? say probably start super young, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna teach your kids about gun safety, you have to start young. Don't wait till they're they're ten, twelve years old. When they like, can understand. well, I think I, I another thing is like I remember in uh, like preschool and kindergarten like them teaching us like like this is what you do if you see a gun you these are like the rules of guns and, and things like that and it's like i don't think they teach kids the, that stuff anymore in school because like guns in schools are like totally a no-go <laughs> but, but we don't have to get into that regardless no. but um i don't know it, it just kind of it's kind of happened. Peak, like, peaked my fascination for them, and then, like, I would shoot them, and, like, something, it's just something cool about, like, you're taking this little tiny brass cartridge, and you're taking a little tiny brass cartridge with a piece of lead on the front of it, and filled with a tiny little powder, and you punch it, and you can hit a target way down there, and you just yeah. get to the center of the target. Um, huh. Yeah, he's this is just showing me a little bullet real quick. It's a 223, huh. but... That's what an AR-15 shoots. And see, that's super fascinating because, like we said earlier, I know nothing about guns. Like, I just, it's just something that I don't care about. You know, right, what I mean? so right. I don't know anything about this stuff, which is pretty cool. Like, his bullet well, is. and that's that's the other cool thing about it too. Guns have been around for so long. Like, oh yeah. Like one of the oldest firearms manufacturers is still in business. They used to make cannons for the Revolutionary War. Like, like so, firearms and like gunpowder and, and cannons have always been. Throughout. They've been so far back in history since the Chinese invented gunpowder. They've been mm-hmm. figuring out a way to shoot things with it. Like, huh. I don't know, something about just that and then the, the history involved with them. Like, whenever you come into, like, like I'm, I'm kind of a big history buff whenever it comes to, like, World War Two and the Vietnam oh, yeah. War and, and, like, conflicts throughout history and, and even back to, like, Genghis Khan and, and things like that. I've always been interested in, in that kind of stuff. So it's always interesting to know what kind of weapons that they used, and, um, like, that's part of the reason why I, I collect AR-15s, because I want to have, like, hmm. different styles from different eras, and um, you can build your own and everything, but it's, like, I have books on just the history of firearms, just just every gun that's been in every war and, and really? all that. I don't know. I never really thought about why I was so into into guns. Um, I remember being like, like a little kid at Gander Mountain or whatever with mm-hmm. my dad, and like spending like forty five minutes just looking at all the guns in the oh, gun yeah? counter. Um, See, that's super interesting. Because have you thought of ever doing anything like with guns? Like, well, me and my buddy John, um, you know John, um, we've been thinking about. Well, me and my buddy John. Matt, he's been on the podcast before, or Matt Orvac, um, and a couple other buddies. We 
trying to think of starting some kind of business. Not maybe, maybe not making firearms in particular, but it could be repairing firearms. Re- if you I was know thinking repairing about it, or yeah, components or or something because we have a couple mm-hmm. engineers, we have a couple yeah. business guys. Like I think we're, we want to try and get something going. Now it's a little. We've been me and John have been talking about it earlier or like a couple couple days ago. So um, still very new idea. It's just mm-hmm. an egg. Absolutely. Um, but, but hey, eggs got to start somewhere, you know. Well, yeah, I mean th- that's for sure. So, I've always, like I said, I've, I've always wanted to be like a gunsmith or something like that. The money's just not there. It's right. much. It's literally much easier. Just like do stuff yourself. Just get all yeah. the parts, learn it on YouTube, and and do it yourself. Now, some people might say like uh, always do it yourself gunsmith or YouTube gunsmith or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And some people might look down on that, but I'm pretty sure i'm doing everything right and now have you thought um you said can you build a gun yeah i've built two guns so far oh yeah i built two ar-15s now what you could do is you could i mean i don't know if anyone want this i think it'd be pretty cool but like you could you could honestly just document on you building a gun you know what i mean i think that'd be sweet that's just like more yeah i have a couple i have a couple projects sitting down in the safe right now that I'm gonna work on I think I might do something like that start, That's a great like idea. start from a blank blank slate and do a piece a piece or two every day oh, yeah, and that could be part something. of my that could be part of my checklist and see this too. is <laughs> this is really cool too because this goes back to what we talked about earlier like if he does a piece or two every single day those are the habits that get you to the end of the goal right as you do them every day you get more motivated because the gun's almost done that's the motivation that you're looking for to achieve any goal then in no time you achieve the goal so that's all it is consistency you know right and if you do it every day and you document it like we said and all the other things like that that really go along with it the small actions each day is going to get you the built gun you know what i mean it would be sweet you can put yourself on whatever and then do the diet as well kaboom yeah right man i'm <laughs> dude i'm su- i mean i've been eating like I've always had a hard time gaining weight, mm-hmm. so but like the past couple, like the past month, I've been eating like a horse, chicken, rice, like broccoli, asparagus, all kinds of vegetables, all kinds of rice, like three meals a day, protein shake and or meal replacement and protein shake in the morning, meal replacement and the protein shake after my workout. Been throwing like two tablespoons of peanut butter powder mm-hmm. in my protein right. shakes, just like trying to add, just add any kind of protein and flavor quite honestly oh yeah for I sure can. definitely understand um, on that one but i'm as far as like other supplementation i don't i have no idea where to go from mm-hmm. that so you're probably gonna have to yeah be we'll, we'll definitely help you out with that and then yeah we'll, we'll definitely get you but, ready in but I, like i said i did gain about seven to ten pounds in the last like three weeks yeah so and that's like the most i've ever gained in like a short amount of time so mm-hmm. Clearly, I'm doing something right. Yeah, I hope I'm. Something. I mean, I'm gaining weight. That's all that matters. That's to good. Me. Yeah. And but, once we, like I said, what we talked about earlier, getting your training up and everything. Once we get that in check, along with the dieting and everything, just turn into a tank. Exactly. Like I said, we could get you wherever you want to be in eight weeks. You know, and it's just going to be exciting. It's going to be fun for everybody to see how you're actually going to do. You know, so that'll definitely be fun. Um, what was I going to say? What another question? I actually thought of this on the way here. What and this this is going back. What do you think you learned the most from football was? Because I'm kind of curious on, like, what 
a lot of people's takeaway from like high school sports, especially how hard they are now. That's that's a very hard question. That was a long time ago. It was. Um, I mean, if if you could go back, would you play football again? Yeah. Yeah, you even would? though I sat on the sideline pretty much the entire four years, three years I played. Um, Just the experience and everything. The else experience was, cool, was yeah. good. Um, I I learned. I guess I learned a lot about camaraderie, um, having your non-blood brothers with yeah. you, and I don't know. I remember that. I remember that last fucking game. Yeah, the last Who game. Does I it, man? I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna freaking cry on this last game. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as that clock hit zero, it was like, done. Oh, we no. didn't even. Nobody wanted to even do their, nope. their workouts after it or their like cooldowns or whatever. Like, we were. We were just in, in a wreck. Done, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Man, that was definitely and I tough. don't think it was even the fact that we lost. It was the fact that all of our brothers, like, we don't know if we're gonna be this close ever again. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just knowing we you. were we were literally a family. Mm-hmm. Like we would we would give each other shit sometimes yeah. and get in arguments and whatever. But what family doesn't? Um, but like I said I never I barely set foot on the field I think I played one play my on senior <laughs> night quite honestly but like I, I would do it all over again if I don't play, yeah. don't even play that one night it, it um, was fun other things to take away from it that maybe I didn't apply directly to my life yet um responsibility accountability what was what was the back of that white shirt he made us responsibility account, accountability leadership I could not. I think those. I think that's what it was. Marco would be able to tell you right off the top of his head. Um, it was accountability, leadership, res- respect. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, you you definitely learned a lot about leadership because, like, you had the coaches, but you had your captains the team too. Leaders, yeah. You had the team leaders, and they were they were in charge of being your motivation. Um, accountability, like, if you don't do a good job, if you don't put a hundred percent into it you're not going to get 100% out. Exactly. And yeah, someone else is going to get paid, for, like someone else is going to pay for it if exactly. you don't do your job. So exactly. Yeah, it's making um, you focus on exactly what you need to do. And what was the other one? Accountability. Leadership. Leadership. Responsibility. Le- responsibility. So if you don't do your schoolwork, you get in trouble in school, mm-hmm. um, you don't play. Right. Um, and having the... I guess the accountability and responsibility and discipline. No, I think that was the other one. Discipline. discipline Having the definitely. discipline to go to the gym, to the, going all day at school, hating school, <laughs> walk down those bleachers to the Warrior Center, yeah, and lift and practice. Like get home super late. Get home super super late. Again. Super late. Do all your freaking homework. Go. Do you think? Do you think all kids should be in a sport? See, that's hard to say because like now now like think about I'm thinking back on like how many concussions I actually had. Like I had like three recorded now by concussions. Sports, I mean like not just football. I mean like No, no, yeah. Sport. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say cuz like I always said whenever I was like, "Oh, I'll make my kid play football." And it's like, "Well, I don't want to make him do anything first of all." Um, but I think that the camaraderie, like I think Kids should play team sports. Yes. Not just like uh, like golf or, or I don't know if golf is even a team sport in high school or not. But um, 
I don't know, not like individual no, sports, so. um, like baseball, football, basketball, mm-hmm. something that you could, that you have camaraderie with. That, that maybe not even sport, maybe just band. Yeah, maybe anything, something like chorus, something like that. Anything that gets you into a social um, environment. Although I, like we said earlier, I do think that having the physical fitness it, it should be a requirement too. Absolutely. So maybe, I mean, maybe the band can freaking march while they play their tubas or yeah. whatever. But like, see, what I like as well is um, with all the sports. I guess I mean, technically, yes, you can say it in every sport. But what I like, especially with track, was it was literally like, okay, you were a team. And then it was solely on you to beat everybody else. So that you know accountability I mean? was there. Exactly. That's what I liked about that so much because, like, you you had to win. You had to win against everybody. Yeah, like what we just said. Even being on the same team, you still had to beat who you were going with. And nobody else was held accountable besides you because if you didn't perform – there's no one else, you know what I mean? Right. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. So I like track a lot in that aspect, but it also challenges you to beat yourself because not only do you want to beat everybody else, you also want to improve. Right. And you know how good you've done. So it's just, to me, track, feel, whatever you want to call it, is one of the better Or team, like cross-country yeah. or something like that. Cross-country would be a good one, too. Same with golf, like we were just saying. Golf is, I guess... It is a team sport in high school and college, but like you're still, you have to do your job or you lose. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's you against the other people. But I think I think the whole team sport aspect, just for for that camaraderie and for that that friend that friendship that you really can't explain to anybody unless you've been there. Yeah. Um, friendship, I feel like, will never actually die. I feel like if I met, if I see anybody on that team, I. You know what I mean? Give like, them a hug, laughed. say what's up. Yeah, never uh, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain unless you experience it. Right. Um, and I'm sure most people have experienced some form of team sport. But um, I think kids at a young age, and I, don't, I mean at any age really, like you said, everybody plays soccer. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> throw them in, throw them in soccer, and it teaches yeah. them something else. It teaches them it's it's okay to lose. Yeah, I hate this. This everyone wins a trophy. We don't keep score stuff. You know, um, funny was kids, that was just running through my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's it's important to know how to lose Absolutely. and how to take that Absolutely. loss. And like we said earlier, you don't truly lose if you learn from it. Exactly. If you're playing soccer and you're the goalie and you let that last that last bo- uh, goal in. Um, you're going to remember, oh, maybe I should have went left when I should have went right. Exactly. Like, you're going to learn from your losses, and that's something that I think discourages a lot of people, and that's why we have this no-keeping no score and everyone gets a trophy, participation trophy thing, which I don't I don't like at all. I don't agree all. with it all, no, because no. you're teaching kids to win when they lost, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's... Not you're teaching everybody them, is a winner. Well, and I don't want to say it's not okay to lose, because, but I guess it's not okay to lose, but it's important to lose. Exactly, yeah. Like you have to lose, but you don't have to win. Like that's the thing. Like you you're can, not supposed to win. Exactly. You, know? you can't name one per one successful person in in the world lost. that has never lost one exactly. thing. Like if you if you grow up your entire life just winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and always getting something <laughs> you don't learn. You're like, gonna fall you said, hard you, whenever yeah, you, you do don't fall. Learn anything and it's just like 
Oh my gosh, but yeah, I don't agree with it at all either. I mean, I still talk about the James Harrison incident whenever he took his what he took his kids' trophies back or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it was just like you didn't win. These are mine. Like that's awesome. It's not that you should punt. It's it's not that he's a jerk. He's teaching his kids that if they don't win, they don't win. You don't. Yeah, you don't get anything it, like for what losing. We said earlier, you, you don't. Well, it. you do get something. You get the knowledge from it, but you mm-hmm. need to. You need to learn how to lose, and how to cope with it. Exactly. Um, and also that relates to bodybuilding as well because like if you don't lose, you know one hundred percent it's on you. So you have yeah. No imagine if they get participation lose. trophies in bodybuilding. Exactly. Like, oh, and that, then everybody could literally say that they're a bodybuilder. Exactly. Like, yeah, dude. And it's it's it's. It's just ridiculous. So you you have to lose. And then, like what you said, you have to learn from it. And what I've learned with bodybuilding is there is no choice but to learn. You know, it's if you do what you did before, you're going to lose because, you know, it's already happened. So I don't know. You, you can definitely... You can learn from losing, but you can also learn from winning, you know? You can learn if a lot from le- winning, too. Yeah, yeah. if you win... You can also pay attention to why other people lost. It's not being cocky. It's not being anything. But you have to see the different ways people are achieving just about the same greatness as you are. You know what I mean? Just because you won doesn't mean you actually won. Well, and I think that's another important thing, too, is I don't think you should compare yourself to other people. Because, right? because yeah, like, I think that's a big problem problem with the world today, like with social media and everything, is like... People are trying to impress other people that they don't like. Mm-hmm. It's like, other people that don't care about them regardless. <laughs> they don't care about you regardless, and you you almost you're envious of them, and you don't like them because they have all these followers, or they have all this stuff, or they're right. taking these great pictures. You're envious of that, and it's like now you're doing stuff like that to impress right. the stuff that you don't even like to impress people that you don't care about. Exactly, like, and it's just it's like, dude, I I remade my Instagram like we were saying. I went from, like, over a 1,000 followers to, like, I don't even know, like, 100 or so? It's so much better, man. Like, I don't care who's liking my stuff, you know what I mean? It's much more Well, we'll more try and peaceful. get you some more more followers. <laughs> yeah, We're going to get you at least, like, 15 more. So everyone <laughs> listening, go ahead and follow him. you got to follow me, keep up. See what we're doing. But well, yeah, it's just and like, you were saying, know, like, about the winning and losing, how, how you learn from winning and losing. Like, with my five-thing uh, five checklist for the day, if I don't finish everything on it, I put an L at yeah, the top of it. you mark that you lost it. And then I could think about, like, well, how come I couldn't get all this Why? stuff done? And it's like, ah, well, I did. I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee yeah. real quick. And it's like, that's that, it. That that's... screwed me up to get to the grocery store that clo- didn't clo- or wasn't exactly. open late enough. And uh, like, I didn't do my run. Why didn't I do my run? Because I didn't wake up. Why didn't I wake up? Because I stayed up late last night you know what right, I mean? right you start to figure out why things aren't and then working. whenever you do everything you put the win and it's like okay well how come i got everything done here like yeah then you exactly. figure out what like, you did okay. to get that win yes so that's that's another preparation that's, preparation is is vital and i mean i know it might sound like i'm sitting on here talking like i know everything but in reality i don't but i'm no, learning no, no, no. What like is, i, you know I, I even I'm say learning. that i even say that whenever i talk about guns and stuff it's like i don't i'm not an expert by no. any means well, i'm just talking but yeah I'm just, yeah these are things that have worked for me you know what i mean and preparation is probably one of the biggest things that i struggle with but it's one of the biggest things that i know will help later in life so you know what i mean like becoming prepared and preparing for everything like if you want to be fit you want to do a show, you want to do whatever you want to do, you have to be prepared with your meals, with your cooking, with everything. It has to be very precise. 
And if you're not prepared for literally that or any other aspect in your life, that leads you to failure. So, oh my goodness, I don't know. Preparation is definitely like the ultimate thing that I've noticed that can help anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I've I've found found that that helps me a lot. And like a lot of the stuff you're saying, like I know it works for you, but I think Mm -hmm. it could it'll definitely work for most people. Oh yeah. Like just like the, the little things like you do one thing that makes yourself feel better for tomorrow. Yeah. Like Like, what we said earlier, you're gonna, you're gonna feel better. It's gonna happen. And then once Mm -hmm. that happens, you're going to realize it feels good to feel better. Yeah. And then you're going to want to keep doing it. And then you're in control of why you feel good. Exactly. And you get really excited. Exactly. So it was, it was like what we said earlier, like how is this decision going to affect me tomorrow? Or how am I going to feel tomorrow with this decision? That's not only geared towards a negative thing. You can be okay. If I do this, and it's like a pot, like if I if I do the laundry, how am I going to feel tomorrow? You know, what? I'm going to be pretty happy that I did the laundry. So that can also be used for positive things, not only negative things. So I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that I feel you can trick your mind into helping and benefiting you. You just have to figure them out. You know. So there's again things that work for me, things that work for you. You know, it's all yeah, everybody different. has to find what works for themselves. Exactly. So. so um. We just did like an hour and a half, dude. That was an hour and a half? Yeah. Man, I guess it is nine o'clock, huh? Um, so I'm definitely going to have you back on. We're definitely going to do this this uh, diet and, and and program that you're going to put me on. Yeah, We're absolutely. We're definitely going to do it. We'll, Quick we'll document it, whether program. it be on Instagram or whatever. Maybe we'll do freaking Instagram stories or something like that. Yeah, we'll just um, have to keep up with it. We'll just, exactly, we just got to keep up with it. We'll have to figure out scheduling and, and everything, too. Um. But right now I'm going to do my usual call to action for everyone. So if you're listening right now, go on iTunes, go to Sitting With Sal page, and write me that five-star review. Actually, physically write it. Um, give me five stars. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you don't think. It doesn't really matter. You can say hey, whatever you want. Just give me that five-star review. It's going to help more people hear this podcast the more reviews we get. so And the higher, higher we rate the more people are going to be able to see it quicker whenever they do searches for things um, absolutely and then there's definitely i mean it go ahead, like, go just, ahead. yeah i mean if you liked it just definitely give a review anyway yeah yeah i mean you quite like. honestly you don't have to give a five-star review i want <laughs> your i want your, i want your honest opinion um, but i mean it's it's a five-star review let's be yeah honest. yeah just give me a five-star <laughs> review but you can tell me if i suck it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter um we'll, we'll figure out ways to get yeah better. yeah just give me the five-star review tell me why i suck we'll fix what's wrong and then we'll go back for it next <laughs> week so um you can follow me on instagram at sit underscore in underscore with underscore sal <laughs> a lot of underscores but sit in with sal all underscores no spaces um if you have any questions comments or concerns or see any mistakes that one of us made that you really want to point out you could send me an email at sitting with sal at gmail.com or you could dm me on instagram or whatever too um and like i said about instagram i'm going to have a giveaway of some vortex gear so i think i have a hat i have some playing cards some bottle openers and decals and stuff so stay tuned with that i don't know if you uh foreign country listeners are going to be able to participate in that giveaway i don't know if i could ship something over there but i'm gonna do my damnedest so um stay tuned and like i said if you email me or send me a message i'll respond to it as as quickly as possible i get them sent right to my phone so um today i'm gonna leave you with two quotes i normally just leave you with my normal sign off but this quote is from retired navy seal author and podcaster jocko willink 
ideas by themselves have absolutely zero value unless they can be brought to life. You must execute. And as always, remember history, live in the present, but prepare for the future. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Absolutely, it was man. Good it's to been have a you, pleasure. Man. I'll have you back for soon. Sure.